This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. And welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Today, we have an amazing special guest for you. Uh, he is an NBA artist, illustrator, uh, extraordinaire. You are likely familiar with all his work with Fred Van Vliet. I'm so happy to have him here. It's Casey Bannerman. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. Really appreciate you. I'm great. I'm, I'm doing as well as... Probably anyone can hope in uh, in around these times. You know, I mean, amen to that. Like, I personally have officially like recovered from COVID. I got sick. Oh, I was like wow. sick for three weeks. It was like not cute, but we we made it through the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm like I'm one of those people that you see the memes about that somehow has dodged it all this time, but. I was talking to a buddy this morning and I was like, I might have had it actually. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that food poisoning was actually COVID. Oh, really? You never know. Are you like, yeah. a, like, oh, I might have had it early March 2020 before <laughs> yeah, anyone no, knew anything? Like, no, no. Well, maybe. Yeah. Who knows, man? All I can say is I got my vaccination, so I'm good. I'm good. Yes, good for you. And so have I. So, you know, it would yeah. have been a lot worse without it. And yeah. I, I'm all about that. Um, yeah. Of course, I want to talk to you about Fred Van Vliet, uh, all your collaborations. You know, I kind of said my little... <laughs> yeah, I said my little email, like, you know, Fred bets on himself, but you two bet on each other. Like, you two have yeah. a really lovely collaboration, and I imagine a bit of a friendship, too. Uh, tell me yeah. how that got started and how you got to work with him. Yeah, well, the Buddy Cop movie is dropping uh, summer 2023. <laughs> the Other Guys best. Part 2. <laughs> yeah, The Other Guys Part 2. <laughs> yeah, uh, subtitle bet on each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really cute. Uh, no, it's been great. Honestly, uh, I can't say enough amazing things about Fred. Um, most of the, uh, I mean, all of the good things you've heard about him are true. He, he really is that genuine of a person. Um, and, uh, really, you know, I owe, I owe a lot of, of my success today to him, uh, reaching out to me those years ago. So, um, I was involved in an art show in 2019 uh 2018 2019 season that the mlse uh the raptors put on and it was like a raptors art show they did it in the in liberty village and um yeah one of the pieces i did was of fred it was like a split head thing and then there was like money coming out um it was a bet on yourself motif i guess and i i took a photo of it and i just posted it online and uh he reached out to me via dm and he was like this is really dope i want this for my clothing line and that's how the relationship kicked off that piece never like made it to the clothing yeah. line but 
that's yeah. that's amazing and this is gonna sound so nerdy of me but i yeah. actually i remember that event and i really wanted to go because i i heard that nick nurse was gonna be there and i'm like a nick nurse lover and yeah. and i saw i was, I was, I was so i was so jealous i was actually working in halifax at the time because when i'm not doing this i'm a tv writer and i was working for uh yes. this hour yeah. has 22 minutes uh shout yeah, yeah, out yeah. very random shout yeah. out and so yeah. i was in halifax and i couldn't go and i was like online i was looking at these photos of like nick nurse drinking red wine looking at art and i was so jealous <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> that's the most dirty right? thing i could say but that's so cool i love that that's how you got your start and and since i mean you've done all these awesome some things you actually today dropped this amazing DeMar DeRozan like Raptors yeah. Compton jersey ha okay has he this isn't on my list but has he seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one he I don't know if he's seen this one I've not shared it with I him. just dropped today uh, as we're recording yeah, so. yeah yeah but I did one that was a Bulls themed one mm. and uh yes he has seen it and it has arrived at his uh family's home uh in California so he got oh, I love that. Well, he got a few. Um, but we uh we dropped them because I did it in the bulls red, but uh he wanted a blue one, and so we made him a blue one and we sent it out. So it's really dope. And hopefully, like, you know, he's gonna sign it, take a picture with it, and all I mean like, all knows, the good right? stuff. Yeah, you yeah. just you I just guess you send into... it and you just like hope that they'll that they'll do those things. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I started my career sort of after Damar had left, right? So 2018, mm -hmm. 2019. So I've I didn't really get to link up with him at all or do any work with him, but obviously like any Raptors fan, I'm a huge Damar fan. And yeah. um yeah. No, it was really dope. And and they said that uh they were gonna sign it, send it back, take a photo, really loved the piece. So I was, I was very gracious of him. And then hopefully, hopefully I can link up with him when he's here in Toronto next week. Next week, right? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. awesome. On the third and give him this uh Raptors themed one. You know? Yeah. Which I don't know what the protocol is gonna be on him taking a photo with that one because you know he obviously is paid by a different organization now but yeah yeah i mean hopefully they're not too uptight about that kind of thing i don't I think mean... so they they haven't been i did that thing you know what actually i did that thing for norm when he was on the blazers so um, oh that's right i did a i should explain it i did a uh jersey of his time in toronto which it was on a red uh north jersey the chevron one that we won the championship in and uh it was just all different moments from you know his time here in toronto and yeah it was really dope and he took a picture of that when he was under the trailblazers um payroll yeah well if anyone gives you a hard time just mention that just be I like will. well hey norm powell had the trailblazers had no issues you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i know <laughs> Just a little yeah. subtle yeah. passive aggressive. Right? <laughs> that's the best way to do anything. A little passive yeah. aggressive jab. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's funny. Norm didn't uh, have a problem. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't need to use that, but it's there if you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you did this really amazing shirt for Fred that came out earlier, um, maybe like a month or two ago, where it says undrafted. Yeah. Uh, you've got the, the rolling of the dice. It says all-star you know, yeah. you're really uh, trying to help him with his with his all star campaign. Yes, hold it Here up it for is. anybody watching on YouTube. You can see it. It's such a cool shirt. Um, yeah. It's got such a like 80s, like 
casino vibe. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going for like 80s, 90s action movie. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. very like if there were dice in Terminator 2. 100%. I was a big That's Terminator the look. 2 fan as a kid. Like I had I, I love that movie. I actually rewatched it like recently. <laughs> really? I, like, I, I it's on my, my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it a good like, rewatch. I had the inappropriate like and I mean like the toys themselves weren't inappropriate but sort of like knowing that that was an R-rated movie and I was like a 6-year-old with Terminator toys. You know right? I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there were some funny. scenes I was way too young to watch, but you know what? I turned out okay. I turned yeah, out. man, I'm great. Look at me now. My art's like all people screaming with fire everywhere, so I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, like, what inspired you to do something, not just with Fred, but specifically around uh, this push for him to be an all-star this year? Um, I just wanted to, I mean, like, this is going to sound really like a, kind of a boring answer but it's honestly the truth of most of what I do I just wanted to do something cool and that's my motivation first and foremost and I Mm -hmm. think that that's um I mean at least I hope that resonates with people um who you know are are followers and and supporters of mine um that first and foremost I just think of like what would I think is cool to do and then I figure out like okay how do I get this to people and how do I make it actually into something and then also I sort of thought that everybody needed a bit of a pick me up, like during like everything that's going on right now, you know, I think we're all exhausted about talking about it. So, so Mm -hmm. no, no need to even go into it. But um, I wasn't noticing that the organization who I'm sure have their hands full um, was really doing anything other than sort of the regular social media push. So I just approached Fred and his Mm -hmm. team and, and Matt and, uh, Matt and Matt Devlin's call. Yeah, Matt. Shout out to Matt and Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty all star. Remember when he was doing it for Kyle Lowry and it was like every single shot? Like, yes. for Kyle Lowry, three point, like every single time. So shout <laughs> yeah. out to Matt. It did get a bit exhausting, but it that's what you need to do to remind people to vote all the time. Um, no, but yeah, yeah. So that's that was it. And then I just, uh, we came up with the concept completely together, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of different iterations, uh, so a little peek behind the curtain, one of which was uh, the picture of Fred with, like, the broken tooth after the game yes. uh, in the finals. The other one I pitched, which, I mean, I don't think that they, like, they, they sort of laughed at it, but I don't think that they really wanted to do it, was, um, remember the Laugh Now, Cry Later Drake video, where Drake is, like, he's in, like, the 1996, like, draft outfit. He's, like, he looks like a... He looks, he basically looks like he's being drafted for the NBA draft, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is what I wanted to do. I was like the undrafted all-star and then we had Drake underneath, like, because he's got the likeness to Drake. He looks so much like him. They didn't love that one. Um, They did laugh, but they didn't want to do it. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, then we came to this with the dice and the, you know, making it look like an action movie. And it was super, super dope. A lot of fun to make. That's really cool. Cause yeah, like in my mind, like I didn't know if like Fred like calls you or just like texts you and is just like, <laughs> yeah. I need a yeah. shirt. I'm going to be an all-star this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and then he, and I, then he'll like literally say like bet on yourself or like in the, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he just signs off with that. He just signs call. off with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Casey. Good talking to you. Bet on yourself. Click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no not really um it's not like that at all 
friend and I have a very professional relationship. He does not just just text me while I'm sitting on the couch. Uh, I wish that were true. People say like, oh, like, what? how is this like? I'm like, I don't know. Do you know somebody who like maybe texts you back once a week? <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it's like. He's a professional right. basketball player is, is basically what I'm getting at. Um, but, but, you know, all that considered, he is, he is fairly involved in, in things like in terms of like putting, getting his input out there and, and, um, like Fred does a little bit of everything. It's, it really astounds me all of the different things that he's like, he's involved in, um, uh, competitive gaming, then charity stuff. And then this clothing line, he's making an all-star push, you know, he's playing like some of the highest usage rates in the league right now it's Mm -hmm. he's a real renaissance man (laughs) Uh, i don't know if people have seen but you and freddie collaborated on this backpack together and it's really stunning like it's a really really nice backpack. you yes you can see on if you're watching on youtube you can see it in the corner here it's such a cool bag and that was for for a charity related thing that you two were working on I don't know if you want yeah. to talk about that a bit more. Yeah, it was for uh, Penny Appeal Canada. Um, they are a Muslim faith-based uh, charity that does work all in like all over, you know, regardless, uh, non-denominational, I guess, um, mm-hmm. in, in, in the work that they do. And the uh, backpacks we did were just like uh, something, basically the, the concept was, uh, you know, people have handed out backpacks before and that's great. That's very important work to do. But I, myself and, and Fred wanted to come up with something that was like cool and wouldn't be mm-hmm. like a target on somebody's back as well. Like it was like, we're going to do like a limited drop for this. Like, and in terms of like, we had chenille patches on it, all embroidered. Like it was all like done to make it look the coolest, not just to sort of, um, I'm sure there's a better term than phone it in, but like, you know, not just to get a backpack and then hand it out. But yeah. Like it's really not cool. just a blue bag. Like it's got the number, it's yeah. got his number on it and it's got like all these really yeah. nice details. I think there's one with like, with Fred and like these like little lightning bolts coming out of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Right. I turned out great. Terminator two. Yes. You turned out great. And I, but it's that, ex- yeah. it's that famous, um, expression from the finals, like almost that, like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that war cry almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know that face instantly, and, and I agree. Like it's it's the kind of thing. It's like you want to have that bag, um, 100%. which is a and really cool approach. Yeah, and then we did. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get uh, just because of everything that happened with the league and and the COVID protocols and everything like that. But uh, we had a winter program as well where we handed out toques, socks, and gloves, um, and. Uh, yeah, all of those were designed that same with that same principle in mind. Like the gloves had like an FVV that if you put your hands up like that, it would show the whole FVV. Uh, the toque, you know, just just making sure you're like if you're gonna do something, you might yeah. as well do it right. You're warm. You gotta yeah. be all nice and toasty. I mean, look, yeah. Fred is also from a cold climate, so I feel like mm-hmm. he knows. He gets it. He totally gets it, man. Yeah, he wasn't like oh. coming to Toronto being like, I don't know how to dress. Yeah. Like I think like, like DeMar. DeMar DeRozan, like he saw yeah. snow for the first time here and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is wild, right? You hear those things and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess like layering isn't something that everybody would just inherently know. 
Or yeah. like, don't wear Chuck Taylors in the snow. <laughs> like <this>. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. I, I also wanted to ask you, like, um, you know, you talked about getting your start in the 2018, 2019 season when Fred yeah. uh, saw your work. Um, yeah. What inspired you to do art and illustration specifically around basketball and specifically around the Raptors? It was like one of those things that just sort of um, happened more than I decided for it mm -hmm. to happen. Um, it, you know, uh, I was that kid drawing in class my whole life, for sure. Um, my parents uh, are entrepreneurs that started up a small business in a like moderate sized city, Peterborough, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for the first anybody who who's around that type of life understands that like for the first like 10, 15 years, it's really like tough to, you know, have any extra money around. So all I mm -hmm. had was like pens and whatever, and it was drying on the back of old scraps of paper. Um, but I guess like nobody really uh, saw that as like a vocation for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like teachers being like, that's awesome that you're good at drawing, but like you may want to have a plan B, right? Mm -hmm. And then you hear mm -hmm. that enough and you don't think that your plan A is a plan A anymore. Like when people mm -hmm. keep telling you. So I just sort of pursued like, all right, go to college. I don't know what I'll do. I'll take like a general arts degree. Maybe I'll apply to law school after. I don't know. None of it interested me. And then uh, that leads to mental health problems. And then I struggled with addiction for a while. And uh, at about 30, I, I sort of I, like took a look, which was, 2017 I think yeah 30 would have been 2017 for me and uh I was like well shit I gotta sort of figure out what I'm gonna do with my life and the only thing that I love doing was drawing and, and making art so uh, I decided I was gonna do that but even then I was like it's got to be something practical like I'll make logos or design websites I don't know something like that I can do brochures for travel companies who knows <laughs> but uh, because I hadn't like pursued it professionally for so long I was a bit rusty so I was just practicing like drawing again I was watching a lot of basketball so I was just like you know like I guess I'll draw Kyle or I'll draw Kawhi when he came and then you know 2018 2019 comes around and then there's that art show and and I posted my stuff up on Instagram and some people said hey like we kind of like your stuff like do you want to be in this art show and I sort of my eyes widened. I was like, okay, not only going to be in this art show, but I'm going to help them with setup and tear down and, and everything. And I met a bunch of people and then Fred reaches out to me. And then it was pretty much around when Fred reached out to me that I sort of went, this could be like, this could be like my full-time job if I, if I'm serious about it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I can't like, I can't treat it like, you know, um, oh, I can get up at, 11 and work two hours a day and only work sometimes like I, I really I I traded my nine to five for a 24 seven you know I made sure mm -hmm. that I was always always because it was going to take that much extra work to make it work and I knew that the alternative was where I was before like that was you know my struggles with mental health my struggles with alcohol my struggles with addiction and I, I was like I can't go back there so this is the way I have to go and um you know, a little bit of, thankfully, it worked out for me, but it worked out for me because I worked really hard at it, too. You know, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, honestly, like, your story is super inspiring, and I really, I really love it. Like, I, I think it's so important to just kind of, like, I don't know, like, sit in your truth, if that makes sense, and just, yeah. you know, 
have that moment where you kind of evaluate your life and, and, and move forward with things that you're really passionate about and really make you happy. I think that's so great. And congratulations yeah. on, on your sobriety too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 Well, the other my, thing my brother, I, I have an older brother, Jason, shout out. He's five years sober now. And we're all really proud oh, of dope. him. Oh, good for him. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that like in the beginning, it's not something you really want to like put out there because it's like, there's, there's still that little bit of shame attached with it. But then once I realized that like, um, just sort of normalizing, like just putting it out there, like, Hey, this is just like a, like not entirely random, but kind of random thing that happens to people and people have to deal with. And, and part of the reason that people struggle with dealing with it is that there's not enough dialogue out there about like how this is just some, you know, part of life for a lot of people. And um, yeah. And then at that point I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. It's, you know, something that I'm actually quite proud of having dealt with and, like not only done but done and then been successful at what i wanted to do it was an incredible trade-off let's say that (laughs) (laughs) the trade-off was really worth it yeah no that's great i mean hey it's it's bell let's talk week this week we're kind of doing it the day after but you know why not i mean Mm -hmm. you know i i have a similar story in that i was working in broadcasting doing like administrative work and it wasn't working out for me i wasn't happy doing it and 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 then i was getting laid off and i was like wait if the safe thing isn't safe (laughs) right i I should really go for it right and so yeah around the around the age of 30 i kind of had to have that whole sit down with myself and i was like you know what i want to be a writer i love writing this is the thing that makes me happy and and then started to forge ahead with that and it's really it's paid off but well, you're right. It is a, a 24 people... seven. It is trading the nine to five for a 24 seven. Oh, a hundred percent. And it never, it never stops. And it, but it's, it's stuff that you love. So it's whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not complaining at all, but it is a 24 seven. Like I'm running off to like Mississauga to go drop something off and, you know, at, at 10 PM on a Sunday or some shit or whatever, or, or yeah. all of a sudden they're like, I need this like done right now. And you're like, okay. Um, but I think that that's like a, like I'm sure it happens to a lot of people but it's a bit of a generational thing we sort of Mm -hmm. like um our age bracket sort of dealt with that like weird transit transitory like like in terms of like everybody told me like go to college go to our university go to university go to university and that's sort of transitioning a lot right now because you know when I was younger it was like go to university get a good job and then I was like go to university, got out at like 2009, the financial crisis was in full force, yes. you know? Yes. That's the thing. It's like you were taught, you know, that there's these steps that you follow and then you follow the steps and then you're like, wait, the steps don't exist anymore. The, the steps, steps blew work. up and I'm just standing here now. Yeah. You're standing on like one of those like half demolished buildings with like the steps are half off and it just leads nowhere. Like, I mean, it's just like falling <laughs> off a cliff. It's like the and... movie Inception where like the buildings just crumble yeah. and you hear that music. Yeah, so if you ever see me flexing online sometimes, that's why. Like, every time, like, it's not really much of a flexor, but sometimes I am, because I'm like, you know what? I, I would kill to see that teacher again, and just be like, the, you know what? The little doodles in the back of your math class, they did work out. Just by yes. the way, they did yes. work out. I love but, that. Um, I absolutely yeah. love that. Were you a, a Raptors fan even as a kid? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I, uh, Again, it's, I think it was an age group, like an age bracket thing. Like, uh, I was a big fan of Jurassic Park, honestly. Yes. That's probably where it started a bit. Um, that came out in 1993, I think. 
So I would have been, I don't know, six or seven at that time. It was like right in on that. Um, also, Michael Jordan was huge, right? Obviously, early 90s. I had the bull starter jacket. I think I had the flu games. Um, mm-hmm. No, I definitely mm-hmm. did not have the flu games, actually. My friend had the flu games, and I would steal them from him. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was like, I didn't have, my family did not have that type of money. Um, no, no I, I'm convinced that the Raptors marketed themselves to kids like the way to, cigarette to companies us. do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like we were hooked, you know? Like we yeah. just... We were hooked. Like I, I'm convinced they marketed the Raptors to us the exact same way. Cause I remember works, falling though. in love for all the same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. wild. Um, anyways, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. We're going to talk a little NBA and then we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little current Raptors stuff. Cause that's uh, what we typically do on this show. And I think it's going to be fun for you to talk about uh, yeah. the NBA and other stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah of course. I love that. It's okay. Fun. So I mean, I'm kind of tired of talking about Ben Simmons, but the big yeah. news this week is that, uh, oh my God, was that me? How unprofessional. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, the big news is that James Harden is now in these rumors. There's rumors he's unhappy with the Nets. Yeah. Um, there's rumors that there could be a Ben Simmons deal. Um, you know, okay. I have a lot to say about yeah, this yeah, yeah. but i i'm, I'm going to start with you how okay how do you think the nets might pursue james harden or not pursue james harden at the trade deadline i i don't know uh i mean i, I can't say i'm terribly surprised like for a, a, a lot of reasons i mean obviously he's denied this and and as he should and would because this is not something he would want yeah these out. are all rumors and yeah 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 um and uh and exactly they're all rumors they, they may not be true but if, if they are true which i believe them to be um I, I i'm not terribly surprised he came from houston where he no doubt has this incredible estate property with like you know in the warm weather going to brooklyn which is so dope we all love brooklyn but it's cold um it's it, it, his space will not be that big and look it's not what he signed up for um one of the three stars there is just not playing home games because he refuses to to get vaccinated and the state laws don't allow him to play although i'm not sure where it stands now right like it's sort of like back and forth um but uh the funny thing is about this is that i i was thinking about it and wasn't it like a year ago like around today that that he was traded to brooklyn from houston yeah, I think last week might have been the one-year anniversary. Yeah. But you're right. And, We're and, only just past a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the Sixers at the time wanted to trade for him but did not want to give up Ben Simmons, correct? That's right. They were in James Harden for Ben Simmons trades a year ago. And they said no. And now the discussions are coming back up and they're like, well, actually – and basically, Houston <laughs> got a salary dump in like four first rounders for it. So it's whatever. It's not like they got out with nothing. But um, I definitely, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that the Ben Simmons Harden trade makes, I think it makes sense for Philly. I, I don't know that it's like, a, I, I don't want to say it's a lateral move for Brooklyn, except for the, you know, I, I don't know. In my head, I was just thinking, what about Kyrie for Ben Simmons? Kyrie seems to be a thorn yeah, because no, Kyrie can play home games. He's a way better fit with with uh, 
MD'd. And, and then uh, Simmons is it like, he adds value to the Nets, like makes it way better, especially since he can play home games. I don't know. No, you're you're kind of hitting on how I feel about this. I I don't know why Kyrie Irving isn't in more trade rumors. Just generally, I don't know why. I mean, he's come back. He's played a few games now. We see that he is in game shape, and he's he's still Kyrie Irving. You know, it's not like he's taken a dip in the games that he has played. And I just don't understand why he wouldn't be in more trade rumors. I mean, the way I see it is with Kevin Durant's injury. They really need Harden. I don't think they can afford to trade Harden at the deadline um, because we know that Ben Simmons isn't going to bring it offensively. And I think they need Harden for the rest of the regular season. The way I see it is, okay, Harden's not happy. And and you touched on all the points, like why also like, you know, New York state taxes versus like zero state taxes in Texas. And obviously like, you know, I wouldn't be happy with Kyrie Irving either if I was on that team. So I can't really, I can't really blame him for that. But I think the way I would see it, if I'm the Nets, it's like, okay, he's not happy, but we have like five months to change that. Yeah. So why not work on that? Get rid of the guy that's not making him happy because he can only play part time anyways. Yeah. And and go from there. Like, I I just don't see from the Nets perspective why they would trade James Harden. I think this is my little like Catherine conspiracy hat a little bit. I love it. I love it. I I think. (laughs) Yes. I think the 76ers are deliberately inserting themselves into this rumor that James Harden isn't happy in an effort to drive Ben Simmons's Simmons's price up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that that does sound like big brain move that something Daryl Morey would do. I think so. Yeah, he went went on uh, Philadelphia talk radio, which is a choice uh last week (laughs) to uh talk about ben simmons talk you know uh, there's different interpretations of what he was really trying to say in in the interview the general consensus is that he was trying to lower people's expectations while still trying to say like you know we're looking we just haven't had the right offer blah 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 um you know saying things like top 40 player instead of top 30 player um yeah 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 I think he's been waiting out for a, a, a superstar to be unhappy, but in yeah. my humble opinion, I don't think Ben Simmons is a superstar. Not that he isn't a good player, but I don't think he's a superstar. I yeah, think they're I mean, overrating it, him. I think superstar is such a, a, a subjective yes, it is. Uh, term. Like, do you know what I mean? It sort of gets thrown around. Like there, there are certain things that just get, we live in such an era of platitudes, like and and overuse of words. Like you know, six years ago it was epic. These days it's goat. Like everything yes. is the goat. And you're like, you do know what goat stands for? <laughs> or right? iconic? Like, like why is everything iconic now? Oh my god! Or or for a while there, people are like generational wealth, and that just kept on getting thrown around. And you're like, do you know how many hundreds and hundreds of millions? generational wealth is anyways i digress um so i think superstar is such a subjective term uh i i don't as well think he's a superstar because i think there are five superstars like i think that that's that's about it and he's just not one of them and that's that's not a knock on him i think you could be a top 10 player in this league and not be a superstar uh superstar is like somebody who like changes the trajectory of your team pretty much on their own 
pretty much. Do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just not one of those guys. So um, I, I, I think you're right. I think it's a big brain move by, by Daryl um, a little bit, but I also think it's a good opportunity. Somebody floated, the friend of mine floated that Kyrie thing to me, like as soon as they said that he wasn't going to be playing home games. They're like, why don't you trade him to Philly? It solves two problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that the reason that he might not be involved in more trade talks, which is sort of like one of those things where it's because, you know, he's, he's obviously tight with KD, you know what I mean? And I think that they, they, they he's almost like intrinsically tied to him, like by trading him, it, it, it might, you know, um, jeopardize the relationship with KD as well for future. But I mean, we saw DeMar get traded from the Raptors. So, you know, the winning cures everything. So I don't know. I don't know. That's true. I, I mean, I think like, and this isn't a knock on DeMar, but I think when we yeah. got Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for him and Yaka Pertl, it was just like, we yeah. won the trade. It, like, yeah, it, yeah. like, it was just like, yeah. we did. We just, yeah. we won the trade. And yeah. it was, we lucked out because there was, an unhappy superstar and they weren't Daryl Morey in San Antonio. So they were willing to make a deal. And, but I think with Ben Simmons, it's like, you don't actually know if he's going to improve your team. No, I mean, he really is an amazing defender and his like assists to three points made is like, is really impressive. Like there's a lot that like, it's hard to say, like the thing is, is that, people have such recency bias that, that I think that they, they, I, I definitely think it's true about him offensively. It's, it's unbelievable for a guard, uh, for a non big, basically like how, how many shots he doesn't like, he needs to be like a foot from the rim to uh, yeah. take a shot. Um, it's absurd, but uh, also like he did a, like, he was a really, really good player as well. And, and maybe some other things were awry. It's one of those situations in Philly where it feels like everyone was wrong. Like literally, oh, a everyone, thousand percent. Everyone is. Nobody wrong. was not at fault here. Everybody dealt with this terribly, and and it could have been for any number of 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 reasons. Um, with the pressure and all eyes on them, um, and they they severely fell behind expectations. Um, but Doc, Daryl, Ben, all wrong. I think they all handled it terribly. I, I completely agree. Everybody's wrong. I mean, it was making me laugh back in like October, November when like Rich Paul is on the sidelines of Lakers games with Adele. And I'm like, uh, yeah. your client yeah. is in crisis right now. Like, why <laughs> yeah. are you there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, know. I just couldn't get over that. And yeah, I mean, I do think everybody's wrong. I mean, at this point, it's like, I think Daryl Morey just needs to be the bigger person and get it over with. Um, yeah. Other people are going to disagree. People will say, you know, no, he needs to hold out for somebody really, really great. I, I, I personally, and I might be guilty of recency bias. This is, I'm yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. admit my own bias here. I might be guilty yeah. of that, but I'm also like on team, like, you know, are you really going to waste a year of Embiid's prime? Yeah, because that's the other he is thing, playing like, like MVP level basketball right now. 100%. To to be like, no, I'm going to go the whole year with Ben Simmons at home and then hope I can get James Harden in a sign and trade over the summer is such a crazy risk. I mean, especially too, because like Embiid is like a little injury prone. That's the other, I was just going to say that. That's the thing. Like, and I, 
you know, cross our hearts. Hopefully, like he has a mm-hmm. very, very healthy career. We all hope for that. But like, I think a little injury prone is like erring on the side of like being polite. Like it's yeah, like I was he's trying. extremely, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's extremely polite. injury prone. So just to watch him just ball out when you're, you're like, this is it. It could be this year and maybe a bit next year. This is it. Go for it. Um, you know, because it, it's really difficult to win with a guy who only plays like an average of like 55 games a season or something like that. You know, like it's it's ridiculous. It's probably 60 something. But um, yeah. So the only the other thing that I kind of laugh at with the Daryl Morey thing, because it just reminds me of somebody who knows that they're wrong, but wants to bring everybody else like kind of like in with them because they mm-hmm. don't want to admit it is when he came out and he said that and he's like, you know, I think we were all a little bit at fault. Yes, yes, a little bit, Daryl, I agree, but that's not the way to present it. Like, you don't ever walk into an argument after it's done. You're trying to, like, sort of uh, lower the tension and and be like, you know what, I think we were all a bit wrong. No, you open up the dialogue with, hey, guys, my bad on that part, okay? Let's start with that. And then people might be more receptive to sort of coming to the table. You know, you don't come to the table with, like, I'm wrong, but so were you. (laughs) And here's why. Talk yeah, radio. here's why. Yeah, talk radio, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so aside from the Ben Simmons saga, which I hope for all our for all our sakes uh, does get resolved, yeah. although I'm not hopeful. Um, who else in the league um, are you hoping will make a move this year? You think should make a move? Are you anticipating? Yeah. Who Who else do you have your eye on? So I had a few teams that I was thinking of. One that I sort of like sort of look at that's pretty obvious to everyone but I I don't think it's brought up enough to be honest is Dallas like Dallas is Mm. like like what are you even doing man you came back and nothing got better um I don't think that and and he is playing better I don't think Porzingis is like he's got an albatross of a contract and and he's playing better so whatever just swallow that one but um maybe if you get something for Hardaway Jr like I don't know what that would be but that feels yeah like... i i don't um he injured himself the other night and i don't know how long he's out for but yeah i, I know yeah, i but... i didn't look that up but yeah no you're right i mean dallas's one one okay there's a team that you know they have made a deal already but i think should make more are the hawks like yeah, i was 100%. so excited for the atlanta hawks yeah. this year i think they're 12th in the east 12th yeah. Like, it's like they're not even in the plan. It's shocking. And it's just like. I was down at a game, actually. Yeah. Um, Just the other. That is a really nice arena. That's all I want to say about that. It's not very full. The fan base is like, for those who are there, very passionate. I will give them that. But I think they made the arena way too big. Because as soon as I got in, I'm like, wow, this this thing's only like maybe 60% full. And and it's especially in the lower bowl. They have mm. like a barber shop in there. They have like a whole concourse of like restaurants that you can go see. There's so much to do there that isn't basketball. So maybe that was part of the problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like the, wow. The, like you, you can go to a barber shop, you can go sit down and eat. It's like, okay, guys, like, you know, like it's gonna look real bad on on you know on the broadcast when nobody's sitting in their seats. But then also like not everyone was there. So like, like on top of the fact, it's not like people were sitting eating at restaurants or whatever. Would you but get anyways. your hair? Would you get your hair done at an arena? Something tells me it wasn't for me. 
I went and had a look and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm the target demo here. So I'm going to. Yeah. Right. Right. But um, I don't know. I might, I might, I'm, I'm a typical guy when it comes to hair. Like I, I pick the person and then I stay with them for my whole life. And then if they ever move, I have an emotional crisis. Right. I can't. Yeah. So, but yes, the Hawks back to that. That was a bit of a depression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love having multiple tangents uh, yeah, pretty much every yeah. episode here. So that's all good. I mean, the other team that really, um, I mean, the Hawks is just me throwing my hands up in the air and being like, I don't know what to do with this team. But yeah. another team that really intrigues me is the Portland Trailblazers. Because right. I, you know, they're at a, a critical crossroads here. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, CJ McCullough is back now after having a collapsed lung, which is incredible that he's yeah. back. Um yeah, yeah. But Damian Lillard's out for, well, six, eight weeks from the point he had the surgery. Um, but, you know, I think it probably makes sense to sit him for the remainder of the season. I don't think it 100%. makes sense to rush Lillard yeah. back, and I don't think they will. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those teams where they're like, you know what, we can just call it for the rest of this season, but then try and get some really good pieces back next season and keep building around Lillard. Or they yeah. can be like, you know what? This is it. Yeah, And yeah, I yeah. feel like this trade deadline is the moment to really decide who they are yeah. and who yeah. they're going to be for the next three to five years. And that there's something about that that I find really intriguing. I have a feeling that they're not going to blow it up, but I don't think that that's, that that's the, right the right call. I don't know that that's the right decision either, but I think it's, I, I understand when you, if you're right in the middle of, of that, how you would be um, hesitant to blow that up. Like, I, even from a distance, you know, as Portland, the Trailblazers feel like one of those teams that, like, very few people hate, except for maybe OKC. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a likeable. lot of fan bases. They're very likable. And I think we, I think most people, even outside of their fandom, really would like to see if it's not their team, Damian Lillard win the championship with them. Um, would have liked to have seen that. That doesn't look very likely. Um, and, you know, just because of the loyalty thing and, you know, just everything. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I, I completely agree. It's, it's probably in everyone's best interest to sort of, you know, call it. It's just time to call it. It's probably, yeah. it, you know, it's, it, we also live in this era where, and I don't know when this started, but it, it's been for the past 10 years or so where it's like championship or bust, which is not untrue. But I don't think anything that comes short of a championship is necessarily unsuccessful. And that's the way we sort of, you know, as a collective sort of deem things. Like I don't, for instance, I don't view the Damar and Kyle years as unsuccessful. I mean, most of that core stayed on and, and won a championship in 2019. Mm -hmm. But that's still my, those are my fondest memories of the franchise. Demar no, Kyle. you're right. I mean, even if we'd ever won a championship, you couldn't say that it wasn't a solid run. You know, that I mean, same incredible. with like those those Memphis Grizzly days with Gasol and Zebo. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like that was that was a solid run that they had. You know, you can't you can't be mad at it. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I agree. It's like you can't call it unsuccessful, but you might want to call it. Um, okay, this is a bit of a shady question, but yeah. do you think the Washington Wizards will be like, Bradley Beal, we don't care if you want to stay. 
<laughs> we don't care if you want to be a one team guy forever. It's real nice, man. We got to move on. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. We're uh, doing this uh, for you. <laughs> you know, it's like Lassie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take it up behind the shed. Uh, except he continues on. Or like, what, what's a yeah. movie where they're like, they bring a, an animal back to the woods that's like, what was that Sasquatch movie? Harry and the Hendersons? I don't think Is that's that a one? movie. Yeah, it was with, uh, what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun? Um anyways it's not worth staying on <laughs> point is it's like when you bring john like lithgow animal, i think so yeah i don't i honestly <laughs> he's not like a name that i that i know but obviously I, you know he's a very recognizable actor um but like when you bring an animal to the woods and you like you have to be mean to it to like get it back and you're like go on get out of here get back i don't like free like willy maybe is free willy yeah. a good example yeah. <laughs> or we're like we're trying to put example. you back into the wild like you must leave us <laughs> Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. so funny because as if the as if animals in real life would ever act that way. Like it, <laughs> in real life, they are gone, you know. Yeah, like, but in the that. movies, it's like they have this like really weird attachment to us still. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Free Willy, Free Bradley. <laughs> they can even have that moment where he's jumping over the rock, you know. Into yes. Franchise. <laughs> yes. If I look, I'm not much of a video editor, but if I was, I'd make it happen. Uh, yeah. I might even have a Michael Jackson song in the background just for a whole yeah. time sake. Oh man, that was a jam. I forgot about that song. That yeah. was so good. It was um, really good. Another one I had really quickly was uh, the Knicks just sort of, and, and this is not, this is more, I just want to preface this. This is more um, in the best interest of both parties who I don't think, um, anyways, it's Julius Randle and the Knicks. And the reason mm -hmm. is it's not that I think that Julius Randle is not, I think he's probably somewhere maybe not to the level of, of uh, last season, but not not as bad as this season either. But having said that, um, either Knicks fans have to like sort of get their shit together and stop putting so much pressure on all of their players mm -hmm. or and just accept that this is not like a faux contender that they think it is. Um, that's like a fun, scrappy team that might make it to the conference finals. It's it's not that team, and it hasn't been that team. And I don't know why, you know, I understand that it's been a long time since you've seen any success, but this is not that roster. Um, and maybe, and, and the reason I think moving on from Randall is I could definitely get a, a decent haul on him. Um, there's still the sheen from last season. So he's not completely tarnished. And he can go have a, a successful career somewhere where he's not on the cover of New York Post every other day with some terrible pun, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like that, that is, that's serious. And, and New Yorkers are awesome, but they are also ruthless. Like he could just be getting yes. bacon, egg, cheese in the morning and they'll be like screaming at him from across, you know, Fifth Ave or wherever they are. Yeah, no, we all know how crazy they are. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, that's an interesting one because I don't see the Knicks moving from Randall, but I don't disagree with Nor you do that I. that's something yeah. that they should consider. I mean, what they should really consider, aside from Julius Randall specifically, but I think more generally, is that they need to get younger. You know, yes. like they have yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of core players on very different timelines. And yeah. it's yeah. like you know like Derek Rose still being like 
one of your top players in 2022 is not growth. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world, but it isn't growth. Yeah. You know, hundred yeah, percent. And, and I think like, I think if they got younger and then just if they could, I think I was listening to the no dunks guys talking about this, if I'm not mistaken, just about how they need to be faster. Like they're just really slow yeah. on, on every yeah, transition. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. they need, yeah, I think they need to just get younger generally. I think so too. And, and you made me think of that because you're like Derek Rhodes is still on the team and how like Tibbs like just keeps on hiring like the Bulls over and over again. Um, but wouldn't Tibbs be? Is, is Tibbs a good coach, coach without Derek Rose? That's the real. <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> he's just like he's like a typical trauma survivor. Like he just like keeps revisiting it. He's like, no, this is the time. This is the time. Um, but. Uh, I, this is just like a random aside, but every time I see Tim's, I'm like, that's a guy who loves a good soup and sandwich, at like, oh, like special yeah. at a diner, right? Like, you're like, that guy gets the soup and sandwich special every time. Yeah. And I want to yeah. go get a soup and sandwich with Tim so badly. I think he's, I think he'd be like a. Like and a, a beer. Do you think there's a beer there too? I don't know. See, I think he's like a black tea type of guy. You okay. know those black tea? You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Like, yes. I th- I think that's him. And he's just like sitting there alone, like in a booth, no one in front of him. You know, you can just see the steam coming off of his black tea. It's like a tuna, tuna sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. I think tuna and like tomato soup, like some weird combo. Interesting. I I pictured him as a deli meat guy. For sure. He could be a deli meat guy too. I think he could be a deli meat guy. Like Like if if, if Montreal had a team, he would live off of those Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also the turkey ones too. Turkey, the turkey sandwich at a deli is is very yeah. underrated. And for him, yeah. that would just be like his healthy day. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And he just like has like general like just like chips the rest of the day. This is this you is I mean? this needs to be a whole like off season episode that I do is just coaches and sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sandwich goes with each coach's personality this is the kind oh, of thing yeah. i would absolutely spend an entire episode on oh yeah like what would nick nick would be like a I'm trying to think of what nick nick feels like a real good midwestern sandwich i'm trying to think of what that would be like uh i don't know what a midwestern sandwich would be like a deep like, fried mozzarella like, like... stick sandwich <laughs> I was trying to picture some like chicken barbecue sauce scenario. No, that's South Midwest. I'm talking that's like like Rust Belt. Like I'm talking something like, like it's like a potato sandwich. Yeah, potato sandwich exactly. <laughs> Potatoes and, and mozzarella sticks <laughs> with ketchup. Oh my god. Okay, that that this has to be a mid-August episode. Like it just has yeah, to be. 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, okay. The other NBA question I wanted to ask you is, you know, aside from watching the Raptors, of course, who's your league pass team? Who else are you really excited for this year? Um, the, the Miami heat for sure. I mean, it probably started a bit because of, um, because of Kyle going there, but uh, I had done a little bit of work with Bam at a bio there. I did a Jersey for him. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I just think that they're a really good team. Like they, they have like good wing defenders, like they can do drop coverage. Like they're just, I think they have everything that, I think that people are underrating them because of what, like, I mean, they've been, they're in first right now, right? 
Yes. I think they're tied for first. But even so, like I yeah, or like a half game and yeah, yeah, a half game ahead, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think because the Bulls won last night, they're tied or half game ahead. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, I still think that now it's weird to say that Miami is like not getting a lot of attention because they certainly are, um, because they're Miami and they're like a cool, like cool quote unquote franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I think that people aren't really taking them as seriously as the other contenders, in my opinion, because I think that they're built to be really successful in the playoffs. You know, I was actually having uh, this conversation earlier with friends. Uh, shout out Matt McCready fully messaged me this morning being like, the Heat are going to win. This is yeah. my bold prediction. <laughs> 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 Fight me. Yeah. You know, no, he didn't say that, but it had yeah, that yeah. energy to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but I, you know what? Like the Heat are so strong. And and the thing with them is that they have so much depth. This is what I realized in terms of like their like um, title odds or favoritism, if you will. Like they have these like supporting players that Mm -hmm. can just really go off and win you a game. And when I think about, yes, or or Duncan or even Hero, like those are guys that can randomly go off for over 20 points a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not average, but just like have like a night where they do that. And when I think about like the Raptors championship run, like that's what we had. Like we had these supporting Mm -hmm. players that could just really, really go off one night and it takes that little bit of pressure off your core guys. And I think, you know, they have, to me, those are like the, the other difference makers, if you will. Yes. And, and the heat absolutely have that. And, you know, I still really like the bucks and, and I think Giannis is so, so special. And I think we'll look yeah. back at his career as one of the greatest ever. Um, yeah. But, you know, he is carrying more this year and yeah. You know, it, it it's possible. I'm not predicting it, but I mean, it's possible that he could get a little worn down as as the playoffs go on. That was one of my trade ones that I was thinking as well. Was the Bucks like like? Mm. And this this guy has been really good, but Nora like it, they might be able to get something for him because I I don't want to say he's not redundant, but it's sort of been like he's also been a bit up and down. Um, not not very down, but it's not been like the consistent path. But he's he's a very young player. I think he's going to have a great career. But I think that if they they can maybe get somebody who can fill some of their gaps and take some of that um, you know pressure off of Giannis. So that's funny that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Like anything they can do to upgrade their depth is going to help them mm-hmm. tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's just there's a lot of like pretty good teams that have mm-hmm. really big aspirations that are unhappy. And I think, yeah. you know, we're, I think this year we are actually going to have an active trade deadline. Like I would be shocked if we didn't see a lot of moves come that day, not just because of the media rumors, but just because I feel strongly that a lot of the motivations are really there. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be, um, remember at the, again, it was the 2018 trade deadline where everybody was starting to like, like everybody at the top of the East was starting to, you know, the Sixers got uh, Jimmy at the trade deadline. We picked up Mark. Oh Gasol. yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. 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 It was a big one. It, you could just, it was like an arms race. You could see it. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was all those four teams at the top of the East. 
Yeah, I, I that's a great year to compare it to. I definitely think we're gonna yeah. see something like that. I mean, I, and I hope we do not just for my own entertainment value, but <laughs> because yeah. I think I really think that these teams are itching for it, and it would be it would be disappointing if uh, if they just decided a lot of these teams if they just decided to call it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. With that, let's move on to what I call our Raptors Homer moment segment in this show. Um, yeah. Speaking of trades. Uh, do you think the Raptors should make any moves? Um, Goran Dragic aside, I think we all know that that's going to be either a trade or a buyout situation. Um, but him aside, like, do you think the Raptors should try anything this year? Um, I think so. But I think, I, you know, just given the the people that I work with, I won't bite the hand that feeds too much. Sure, but I think, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I will say that... Uh, you know, Goron, we could get something cool back, like maybe Gordon or something. I mean, Goron would 100% have to be packaged. Uh, Eric Gordon. Text. Eric Gordon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that uh, certainly helps some of our uh, offense off of the bench, right? Because uh, I think he, I don't know what he shoots from three, but it's good. Because I'm an artist, so I don't remember those stats. But <laughs> that's <good>. okay. <laughs> yeah. um no that's a good one I hadn't thought of that I mean for me um and again this is just my own bias I just get too emotionally attached to everyone with the Raptors 100% like any other team I'm just like trade this guy get rid of this guy you know like trade Kyrie I don't care you know what I mean but like (laughs) when it comes to the Raptors I I can't do it as easily um also to you know I think back to the very beginning of the season where you know, Masai specifically said, like, this is a rebuild year. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, we are overachieving, I think, mm-hmm. in the regular season, which is classic us, you know, mm-hmm. classic Raptors overachieving in the regular season. You know, nothing wrong with that. But, but that's from... also why it's hard to cut from these. That's why you get so emotionally attached to these yes, people as yes. well. Because you're like, you go getters. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, if this is a rebuild year, yeah. let's. Yeah really you know look at who we have and and try to build them as far as we think they can go because to me it's like everybody's talking about the plan and obviously like i'd love to see the raptors in the plan but i'm not going to be crushed if we don't make it no, just this no, year really. just this year because well, i I, i'd already set myself up as it's a rebuild year so i didn't give myself yeah. the expectation of of going further if that makes sense yeah yeah, I, I for their sake, I hope they do make it because I know that that's a, a real goal of theirs um, to to really prove that you know despite being such a young team, I think that were it not for Goron, we might be the second youngest, if not the youngest roster in the whole league. Right. Um, so like people underrate and and people have been with these like OG sort of got that that Jason Tatum thing going on where where. Only in reverse, I feel like, or maybe not. Anyways, point is, people forget how young <laughs> people forget how young OG is. He's like, he's like twenty three or something. I'm like in reverse. Like, does Tatum? Well, look because everybody baby? would say that Tatum. Everybody would say that Tatum. You'd forget that he was like eighteen years old. And the whole the running joke was like with Celtics fans is year after year they're like, and he's only eighteen. Like he just never aged. Right. Right. Right um but uh there's a bunch of guys that have been familiar faces on this team and we forget are are fairly young do you know what i mean 
mm-hmm. um, and we've just gotten used to seeing them. So uh, for their sake, I hope that they they make it. But uh, speaking personally, would I be would I think that this team uh, didn't meet expectations if it didn't make the the you know plan? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's totally fine. It's I think that everything I've I've wanted to see as a barometer for success so far I've seen. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the development, uh, Scotty's been great. Um, I would just like to see some traction with with Malachi for his sake, because again, you get attached to these guys and just see him, you know, do some numbers when he gets down in the nine oh five. He had a, a couple good games recently. Yeah, I heard. He, uh, I heard his dad was popping off, and people got some screenshots on Reddit, but I didn't look. I know, but, I was are. but I was. But I was. People are the worst sometimes. Um, <laughs> But uh, can't his dad be in his feelings in private, in public? (laughs) I know. So that's the problem. So that's why I'm like from all angles, because on the one hand, you're like, oh, my God, Eric, just don't say this publicly. man. I love that. I know his dad's name now. I know. Right. But then on the other end, you're like, uh, you get it. I get it. You're his dad, man. And you want him to do well. And dads never stop being dads and parents never stop being parents. Um, I have to stop my mom all the time. All the time. Is she like, like, is she like in message boards? Like, (laughs) no, no, but she sees comments sometimes. Oh, wow. To reply. and, And I'm like, no, don't just, those people are sad. There was one thing for comments that always like that make, made me stop worrying about people in comments. I'm just going to share it in case it helps anyone else. And it was like, do you think Michael Jordan would have left YouTube comments? And then I, when I, somebody said that to me, I was like, aha, uh-huh, that's right. That's it. Nobody leaves mean comments unless they're like not happy about something else. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, who's like the most successful basketball player of all time, does not have time to worry about what people are saying in the comments or for him to leave comments as well. Mm-hmm. So just leave it be. But yeah, for, for Eric Flynn. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to see, um, you know, how far Malachi can go. I mean, uh, Nick nurse talked about in his interview with JJ Reddick on their podcast, old man in the three about, how he you know he thinks about winning first and then he thinks about increasing players value in the marketplace so Mm -hmm. you know those are his priorities and i do trust that like i do see that unfold you know even though we were complaining about the minutes for fred and pascal and stuff and it's like sure but like you know this is a tough road trip and if we don't you know we need them to play those minutes to be able to have a chance at winning these games and we saw that so you know yeah I do think now, um, you know, Fred's been resting a bit right now and we are going to see more minutes from these guys. I I really want to see them grow. I really want to see how far they can go. Like, I know a lot of people are talking like, you know, Chris Boucher could be a really good trade asset right now. Not going to say he isn't, but I'm too attached. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, oh, this is who we could get for Chris Boucher. I don't want to get anybody for Chris Boucher. I want Chris Boucher. Yeah, that's where I tell people. I'm like, I am the worst. I think I've said it on a few Twitter things. Like, I, I might say, like, oh, God, we got to shoot better. And then some people might, like, jump in and be like, what the is going on with it? <laughs> I, have, I have to, like, I have to send out a PSA. Like, guys, public service announcement. 
I work with a lot of these people. I am the worst person to talk to about this stuff. Not because I take it personally, but because you will not get a response from me. Like you just won't. Like yeah, yeah. You know, of course, I I, of course. I can't. Um, so yeah, Chris. I uh, Chris is such a dope guy. I did his bonjour hoodie for the um, for the parade for the championship parade. He had a hoodie yes. on where it was oh, like that's him so doing cool. the shrug, and I did his yeah. So um, and and he's been great. It's, I, you know, just he has been great. Need, I he... love his trebuchet. <laughs> the best. You know, it's like this. Yeah, no sense it's form, but you know, it goes in. But it's but it's this. him. Um, yeah. And he's also someone with an inspiring story, and that's another reason. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing. I, I, the Raptors have been as like as an organization, I've been really good at re- like telling those stories, whether it be mm-hmm. like through Open Gym, which is uh, within the MLSE umbrella, or even things like Uninterrupted, which is a separate entity entirely. But um, that's I think by telling those stories, it makes it more compelling as well, like the watching the sport, but it does make it very difficult to like to be like like you said, like people being like, Can we get a good return on Chris Boucher? And you're like, No, he he made it here from Saint Hubert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we that. might like yeah, like maybe, yeah. you know, if you're just looking at numbers, but if you're looking at my feelings, absolutely not. Yeah, which is I like, don't even care feeling. if that's the girliest <laughs> NBA take anyone has ever heard. I just I don't even. It care. is not because I mean it, it may be, but I have it as well. I'm the exact okay. same way. <laughs> um, yeah, because I get attached to these people. That's why I'm an artist. You know what I mean? That's I why you're an artist? I, I draw them, and then I I try to sort of tell the story like I did with Pascal's uh, 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 memory pendant. I made that thing where it was he, he and his late father. Oh, and, you you, know, wait, that, did you do that? Yeah, I made this oh memory. Oh my God, with, I loved that. With a jeweler here. And, yeah. So, oh, that was um, so sweet. Yeah, like that. that's the type of stuff where I'm like, that's that's what makes the story compelling to me. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I want to know about because I'm I'm invested now. Like, I'm, I think I, I'm, I'm in awe of what people can do like out there on the court. And that's all very interesting to me as well. The X's, the O's, the cool uniforms and all that type of stuff but i think number one for me is the the human side of the story and then that that's how i get people invested there's so many people in my life that might like come into my orbit and just know that i really like basketball and then they because i'm they might watch a game with me somewhere i'll be like oh him so he da 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 and then i'll tell them the story of Pascal, and they'll be like, he was uh, playing in Mexico State, and you know what I mean, New Mexico State, and blah blah blah. And his father passed away, and then now they're basketball fans because right. they sort of have that extra bit of knowledge that makes things interesting, right? Yeah, that's so great. Um, okay, question for you. This is mm-hmm. this is personal, probably only to me, but I hope there are, are others listening that also care as well. And that is, yeah. I hate the coaches uniforms i oh yeah i hate these yeah, horrible you know brown zip ups yeah. like i mean brown's not even a raptor's color i don't I understand know. it it's driving me crazy as somebody who if you're new to the show legitimately has a crush on nick nurse okay we'll dive into that some other time <laughs> and i wanted to yeah. ask you you know you, you design all these cool things for for various raptors players as, as we've talked about if you yeah. had a chance 
to design a new coach's uniform, yeah, what yeah, would yeah. it be? I think that they should be wearing the uniform like like the baseball managers do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That would be awesome. <laughs> <though. laughs> if they had to come out like in the uniform as well, like Nick Nurse, <laughs> like, in the shorts and the jersey, it's got like a shooting sleeve on. Like, what is with baseball in doing that? By the way, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's just it's uh, such an old sport that like the clothes yeah. are still old timey too. <laughs> Yeah, but then you'll have these guys like with huge guts coming out, like you know, and they're in their sixties, so it's whatever. I'm not body shaming them, but like you can't be wearing the same uniform as as like Guerrero. Like you just can't be wearing it. You look ridiculous in it. Anyways, um, I don't. Okay, so yes, I would love to do that. That would be super dope because I do agree that um, I I can't think of who we were playing, but I'm going to say it was OKC because I think anyways, their coaching staff was wearing like these charcoal, like, like quarter zips and like basically khaki pants or something like that. And they just, they just looked like fans that were standing up on the sidelines. Like they didn't have any OKC, nothing. It wasn't the right colors or anything like that. I understand where the, where the coaches are probably coming from because especially Nick, who's always out there doing squats, always thinking of the person. I'm not sure if you saw that, but it's because he doesn't want to block the person who's sitting like who's behind him. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a thought. It adds to his charm, that answer. It adds to his charm. So, so I understand they're out there. They don't want to be in, in suits, but suit technology has improved so much. They're so breathable and stretchy now. Why don't we get some of these fashion houses, especially with the league being like, you know, Gary Trent, like it's so, it, the, 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 um, the walk into the locker room has become a runway, basically, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. Um, why don't we get the coaches like sponsored by some fashion houses, like, and, and get them to do it. Like, and I'm not talking about like, like runway of, Paris Fashion Week or Milan Fashion Week. I mean, like, you know, like it's like suiting from a, um, you know, a, a, a regular ready to wear part of the line. Like for instance, D squared, D squared mm-hmm. is a Toronto brand. We can get mm-hmm. them in it. It can breathable for when fans come back or they can wear something a little bit warmer because I hear Scotiabank is frigid cold with no one in there. They could maybe get scarves on them. Look way better. They look like the guys from like uh, the Premier League, you know. Like, the fact that we're not wearing scarves after our big viral moment alone right now is disappointing. We should both be wearing scarves. Right <laughs> we should be wearing scarves on this podcast. We should be wearing scarves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in yeah. our homes. Yeah. Um no but you're you're absolutely right. Like this is what I want. I I I want this for you. I also just want this for the world. Like yeah. I want you to design the new coach's uniform. Maybe it's just like and I'm just putting this idea out there. But like sure, maybe sure. you just like will it into existence like you just put up like a mock up of yeah. something and you just put it online and then maybe maybe it'll catch on. And it's then they'll so be far. like, "Hey, I actually want to wear this." It's worked so far. I can do it. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would do if it. I love how I'm just giving enough. you work to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't have like a thousand different things <laughs> going on right now. Um, 
Yeah, sometimes people are like, hey, I asked you about making that jersey the other day. And I'm like, for you alone? Like, I don't know where you think I'm going to have the time to do that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do. Like, I could, I guess, the other way to go, if you want to go complete opposite direction of uh, suiting, which I think is, like, very professional look, um, you could do, like, the 1996, like, warm-ups. I don't know if it was exactly 1996, but when you think of those old, like, 90s warm-ups that were, like... Uh, like like a Raptors like, warm-up, like, with the purple and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something, like, really crazy, you know, that mm-hmm. they just have to wear, like, you know, for for something, like... Uh, or, like, the Orlando Magic one that you think... If you think of a Magic Shack back in like the... Like the pinstripes? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would look ridiculous on them though. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Um, I'm with, I'm honestly, I'm onto the suiting thing because the, the, that way you don't have to rely on the coaches to pick the suits because those guys know about the X's and O's and running plays. They don't know how to pick a good suit. Remember Dwayne Casey's suit? I was just going to say, well, you know, with all those squats, maybe he can just wear it oversized like Casey. And then he'll have all that room. <laughs> So he looks like MC Hammer out there. Yeah, it's like almost a zoot suit. Like it's like yeah. it's almost there. That guy um, was such a good man, though. I love Casey. Yeah, I yeah. So do I. I mean, this is just you know, I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Maybe it'll happen yeah. someday. Maybe it won't. Um, my my only request would be a jersey dress. That's what I want. I want a jersey yeah. dress. I don't wear jersey. I find like I look very boxy in jersey, so I, I don't buy yeah. jerseys. I'm more of yeah, a yeah, yeah. Raptors crop hoodie kind of girl yeah. myself. Yeah. But if yeah. if the jersey dress ever made a comeback, even if it looked ridiculous on me, I would just have so I'm much fun with wearing that. The Mariah it. Carey jersey dress. I'm into yes. that big time. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. or like a Beyonce one. Didn't Beyonce have one? Or was that like a jersey like so destiny's like, child did like a like a uh a performance was it a halftime yeah. performance i'm not sure yes i think it was a halftime performance and i recall them getting booed because one of the three wore the opposing team's uh <laughs> uniform because they were trying to be like one is yeah, one girl listen. is one team one girl's the other team and one girl's just like nba neutral yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, that's such a vague. Was it in memory. Philly? That feels like something Philly would. Be. Yeah, it was. Maybe it was like L.A. and Philly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was that year. Yeah. Oh, bless. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe I, I think day. those are dope. Yeah. Um. um all right, yeah. Casey. It is time for our Hot Girls Summer Nick Nurse highlight of the week, and you know this is a dying segment. This is just by my <laughs> own admission. Some weeks we get some real good ones, and some weeks I am really like, there's just nothing, you know, because because we don't have the we don't have the suits like he used to wear. He used to wear a lot of patterns, a lot of textures. Yes. And now yeah. we just don't get any of that anymore. So this segment, it's just like, you know, I, I, I'm keep on keeping on. But yeah. every week I'm like, this could be the last one. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> this week we got an excellent one because. Huge one. Th- New heritage moment dropped. Yes. <laughs> because Nick Nurse is guest starring on an episode of Murdoch Mysteries. And there's a clip of him on Twitter in like the old timey dress. Mm -hmm. And it is, oh my God, it's so adorable. It's so humorous. It's so, oh my God, it's so WTF. 
I felt so many emotions. I think I, 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 I definitely screamed out loud when I yeah. saw the image. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very exciting. This is Nick Nurse's uh, second uh, guest starring appearance. He was on an episode of Private Eye, which I never caught. Um, <laughs> he's really going Nick for is it. hilarious. Like he's like he's like an honorary member of the Arcals. He's on two CBC shows. Like I don't know where and Actra <laughs> apparently. No I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's incredible. Do you know about this? Do you know about this beforehand, or did this just like pop up? This popped up in my sphere uh, last night about the Murdoch mysteries thing. Okay, it is on Twitter. Okay. So the star of Murdoch mysteries, um, I think his name's Yannick something. He posted this yeah. clip with him and Nick Nurse, or the Murdoch Mysteries account posted it. I don't remember, um, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. on Twitter last night. I want—I'm not like an, an an insider. Well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe there was some sort of CBC insider or something like that that you might have seen it. No, no, I wish, I wish I was a Nick <laughs> Nurse insider, uh, but I, I don't. I think he would hate that because then I just come on this podcast and tell yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it was on Twitter last night, and I was losing my mind. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'll have to tune in to uh, yeah. Murdoch Mysteries. It, it'll air on Monday, I think. If they said so funny, yeah, no, I wonder if he's so like because awesome. it's like this is particularly funny because he's got he's going to be a character. Like he's not playing mm -hmm. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I like, like I think in the episode of Private Eye, he's an equipment manager. In the in Murdoch Mysteries, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he's like some sort of like like basketball like gymnasium equipment manager or something. It's just like him that. with like a bunch of peach baskets. Yeah. <laughs> he's like stacking the peach baskets. Does it even match time line wise? Like I don't even... know. I don't because know. Because he's got like he's got the old basketball, I think before dribbling, where it had the the um leather rivets on it. Is that the right word for it? Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Like like yeah. Um and uh yeah, he's got the newsboy cap and everything like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Maybe I, we I need maybe that... we need to get Nick in like a James Naismith biopic. <laughs> like well, that's why it was roll. like heritage moment just dropped because it reminded me of the one of the peach baskets, and it was such. Have you watched that recently? By the way, it's hilarious. Any of I have not watched moments? that particular heritage moment recently, but I know exactly I, what you're talking. About. I think we are remembering them a little bit better than they actually are. Like some of the cuts on them are so weird. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like for that that uh, uh, James Naismith one, it was there's like the odd fixation at the end about the guy like having to push it out, like having to get up in a ladder to get the basketball. Yeah, to out get the, the ball out. And he's like, "You should cut a hole in the bottom." <laughs> and then there's like, and that takes up because they're only like forty five seconds long or something like that, right? And that takes up like fifteen seconds. And you're like, who decided that made the cut? Like they, the, the janitor <laughs> telling them. And they, the other thing is, is they don't cut a hole in the bottom, like as if like big enough for it to just fall through. It's just a tiny hole. So he can take his broom handle and, and poke it back And out. poke it. Yeah. Like they, I guess back then they didn't think of like the circumference <laughs> of the ball so it could just fall through. Um, yeah, there were some weird, weird... Uh, heritage moments including the winnie the pooh one that was also a weird one that was like oh i a, don't even i don't remember that one as well i remember i got obviously the superman one i think that one got the superman the one 
And then I remember yeah. the Laura Secord one. Oh, of I her, barely like, remember that woods, one. I forgot like, about that. Running away from like these soldiers or something. Where is Laura Secord these days? I'm talking about the ice cream now. Where is it? <laughs> I've not seen Laura Secord Secord in years. What happened? I don't know. I, I'm sure the pandemic the has not helped. I'm sure the oh no, they're gone. If they were, if there was even one left, we need like a, a documentary, sort of like the last blockbuster, but it's Canadian and it's the mm. last Laura Secord. But yeah, there was like all these weird ones, like the the, the last Superman Laura Secord thirty for thirty. <laughs> <laughs> thirty for thirty, exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, Casey, thank you so, so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. Um, if you haven't yet, please vote for Van Vliet for the all-star game. Uh, I think they're announcing the starters tonight, but there's time to vote or well, I don't I know. Voting, or do the coaches, is, has the voting now ended? Now it's coaches. Now it's, yeah, voting Now has it's ended. just the coaches. Well, forget what I just said. That's too bad. Well, yeah, I hope if you're um, listening, I hope you did your part because um, yeah. Fred deserves it. Oh, Fred's going to, I'm just going to will it. Uh, Fred's going to make it for sure. I think My, that. Um, coaches love Fred. That's the thing. Coaches oh, love you know? Fred. He lights up your team. Yes. <laughs> like, they like, they, they plan for something and they're like, oh crap, Fred Van Vliet is just going to will the opposing, the Raptors, the opposing Raptors uh, back into this game. So yeah, I think uh, coaches and, uh, and players as well. We need to get on a press tour and start sending out t-shirts to all of the coaches. Yes. And maybe they'll wear it. Cause Sweat they need suits. something Sweat better suits. to wear. Here's Sweat the suit. end. There we go. And then there Fred and I can start outfitting all of the league's coaches in these like sweatsuits, but nicer, but nicer, but nicer, but nicer. Uh, Casey, thank you again. Uh, if you're not following him yet, uh, let us know where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. At Casey Bannerman on, uh, both, uh, Twitter and, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah. Instagram's got a lot more of my art and Twitter has, uh, you know, some of my musings as well as more art. of your hot takes and your wordles maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah no 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 I'm, I'm not bright enough for wordles oh, it's all it's all a tweet now i used to be a comedian yeah. now i just play wordle <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you again thank you so much Catherine.